Hello and welcome to According to John. Today we are going to talk about or answer the question, what does it mean that we were by nature children of wrath? Now, let me set this up just for a second. We did a podcast that said that we are condemned and and in the whole podcast, it was talking about, I can't remember the name of it now, it's just slipped my mind, but we were talking about how before we surrendered to Jesus, we were children of Satan, okay? Mm, I remember. And I had someone, uh, a listener, send me a message. What do you mean I'm a child of Satan? To which I responded, I didn't say you were a child of Satan. <laughs> but we all start out as children of Satan. Because we're, by nature, children of wrath. That's where we start. These are the backdrop theological stories that a lot of people who are big time in Christian celebrity <laughs> driving great... $4.3 million vehicles, having huge crowds of people that smile, they make them <laughs> feel so good. They're probably got, not going to want to listen to this podcast, but they're going to have to tune out a whole lot of Bible. Right. But you know what? When I look at where we came from and what we were without Jesus, it motivates me. It, it has me mesmerized at the cross of Jesus. So thankful for a Savior. So thankful for the blood. So thankful for the empty tomb. See, this is basic biblical Christianity, and I appreciate your attention to theology, because if we know theology, we won't be driven about by every right. wind of doctrine. So this okay. is a great topic. Well, and it, that is the thing, guys. We So I told, I responded to the lady that sent me the message, hey, listen, uh, I will be doing a podcast on what does it mean that uh, we were by nature children of wrath, because I want all of our listeners to completely understand, as, at least as best as I can present it and as best as they can understand it. So the fact that she asked a question begged for it to be answered. Yeah, I think the Holy Spirit moved her. She's seeking, she'll find, moved yep. her to ask a strong theological question. It's really not very popular today no. to look into things about sin and wrath, judgment, hell, that's why Jesus came right, to right. fix all that. Stuff. And, and the truth is we need to hear more of this stuff today than ever. Yeah. Cause people know nothing about it. They know nothing about it. The majority of people. And when I say people, I'm talking Christians as a whole, the majority of Christians or so-called Christians are, are, and I'm blown away by this, are absolutely ignorant of the word of God. And it's, it's not just the fault of, of the Christians who are ignorant. It's, it's the fault of leadership. God's yep. going to hold a condo. Yep. But God said in the last days, especially, they would heap unto themselves teachers having itching ears. And you can take away about 60% of the Bible and just give positive and smile right. and your best and, the, right. and God's favor. And, and make you feel like you're somebody when the reality is... In this questioning, uh, as we answer this question, you're going to realize you're nobody. Yeah, we, we need Jesus. Because everybody's nobody. Yeah. yeah, And anybody who thinks they're somebody is nobody. Yeah. <laughs> That's the <laughs> truth, man. Let him that man. thinketh he standeth, lest he fall. He fall, right? Yeah. You know, we're, these scriptures hit this hard. Mm -hmm. 
just we're living in a day when people ignore a whole bunch of scripture, right? right? Because it's, it's it's not making me happy. Yeah, but according to John. Stupid. <laughs> will not ignore them. Hey, I am your host, John Westfall. This is my co-host, Pastor Duke Herget, the Duke Meister. And we are going to answer the question, what does it mean that we were by nature children of wrath? And so thank you so much for tuning in to According to John and listening. And let me also tell you to tune in to Pastor Duke, uh, any podcast platform. He has great stuff. And also tune in to Truth Unbound with Walter Swaim. He has some amazing stuff as well. So let's go to the Lord in prayer, and then we're going to jump on this podcast, answer the question, and all we're going to do today is give you clarity, right? Um, Boy, the more you get this, the more you're going to love Jesus. That is a, dude, there's a point. Okay. There's a point. You gave me a lot on the last one. Last podcast, you you beat me three and a half to one, so... Hey, let's go to the Lord in prayer, and then we're going to get started. Dear Heavenly Father, Lord, we come before you. Father, you're such an amazing God. But Lord, it's not until we realize that we're nobody that we realize you are everything, and that without you, Father, we are nothing. And Lord, for all this positive preaching and and these self-help books and all that that teach people that they can be all they can be and that they're the best life now, Father, The best life is not now. The best life is when we are with you for eternity. So, Lord, help us to understand this question. Father, give Duke and I the strength, the power, and the understanding, and that we can verbally communicate your wrath, who we are before we're saved, who we are after we are saved, and so that people truly understand their desperation and their pitiful condition without you. Father, we thank you and we love you in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Yeah, so I know when we talk about desperation and pitiful and everything else, and people might be sitting there going, I'm not pitiful. Yeah, if you don't know Jesus, you're more than pitiful. You are absolutely in desperate need of a Savior because your destination is going to be hell. By nature, there are children of wrath, and God's wrath is waiting but that's why God had a plan to send his son to pay for your sin, to Absolutely. take your wrath that you and I deserve. And we've earned mm-hmm. that instead of being poured out upon us, it was poured out on Jesus. So you and I could go free. Yes. This is the foundation of, of uh, when you understand this, then you can begin to really understand grace. And, and you can begin to grow because now you think way more of God than you do of yourself. Yeah, like John the Baptist prayed, Lord, that you would increase and I, I would, would decrease. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. That's, that's all going to happen is we get deeper <laughs> into this truth. That's right. <laughs> Ephesians 2, 3, Paul calls all of us children of wrath. And so it says, among whom also we. So I want you to notice the first thing here that Paul, who was the greatest evangelist church planner of all time, he has written the majority of the New Testament, includes himself in this statement. And so you also need to understand that as we do this, I am saying we Duke is saying we, because we are included in this truth. Okay. We're not exempt from it. Amen. Among whom also we all once conducted ourselves in the lust of the flesh, fulfilling the desires of the flesh and of the mind, and were by nature children of wrath, just as the others. The others are those who still have not surrendered to Christ. 
the we also once conducted ourselves. We were once children of wrath. That is past. That is history because once we surrender to Christ, we're no longer in that camp. He took our wrath. He took our wrath. So prior to knowing Christ, everyone is under the judgment of God. And that judgment is the wrath of God where God judges us and then pours his wrath out on us. And that wrath, biblically speaking, and I'm going to be putting a podcast up about that, is unbelievable. I'm jumping I, I'm not sure if I'm jumping ahead or not, but in John 3, you know, John three sixteen chapter, and God mm-hmm. so loved the world, but it says just a couple of verses later that, that uh, he who believeth is not, not condemned, condemned, but he that believeth not, not is condemned, condemned, present tense, already. Already. They're under God's wrath already. Mm-hmm. We start out there. Yeah, he just hasn't poured it out yet, but you're in line to receive it. Yeah, it's coming. Yes, but God said, I got a plan. I don't yeah. want you to face that wrath. I got a plan to fix it. Tune me in. Yeah, right. Get this. Right? So what we have to understand coming out of the gate is it's because of Adam's original sin. Yep. Okay? So sin is passed through the man. All sin is passed through the man. That's, uh, yep, sorry, fellas, but that is what it is, right? But it all started with Adam, and Eve came from Adam. And so whereas by all right? Mm-hmm. All. That is all inclusive of every human that has come since Adam. Anybody who had a daddy. Anybody who had a daddy. Uh, and since Eve came from Adam, even though Adam wasn't her dad, she came from him being the rib, so she still qualified as a sinner. And she proved it out. Oh my goodness, right? By practice. Yeah, yeah. She, she t- anyway, I won't even get into that. So at any rate, because of Adam's sin, or his original sin, uh, and the way uh, we continue to sin against God. We're born into sin. Our sin is our nature. Yep. Our minds are darkened. Our intellect is, is darkened. Our will is rebellious. Our emotions are perverted. We are by nature the children of wrath. Right. And the reason that Jesus, even though he was born of a woman, does not have the sinful nature like all of humanity has is because sin is passed through the man and God is Jesus' father. So he got the nature of his father. Son of man by uh, birth of a woman, son of God by birth of man, conceived by the Holy Holy Spirit. Spirit. Yes. Tempted in all points as we are, but without sin. sin. Yeah. Perfect Lamb of God. John the Baptist had it figured out. Behold the Lamb Lamb of of God, God. which taketh away the The sins sins of the the world. world. You figure this out and you connect. That's a neat thing with the audience. When you connect the theological dots, this is just a little verse here and feel good there. This is the plan of God. Right. This is a, a theological complete system. And when you know the darkness, you yeah. enjoy the light. When you yeah. know the depravity, you celebrate the presence of the Holy Spirit to give you power over sin. Yeah, there is there is nothing greater than understanding the information in front of you. You know, so many people have knowledge, but they don't have understanding and they never come to the truth. And if you connect the dots, like you just said, you're going to come to a truth that absolutely will change your whole life. And, you know, God is just, by the way, and the just response to our sins is condemnation. Mm-hmm. And holiness, he can... Holiness he, demands it. It requires it. 
You know, we say God is love and he is love, but he's also just. And God can't be love if he's not just. It all goes hand in hand. All of it. So we can't we can't separate uh, who God is because we don't like the things of God or certain things of God. And today, most of humanity loves the love of God, but they, oh my my God, my God wouldn't send anyone to hell. My God wouldn't punish. My God wouldn't pour His wrath out. And I say, well, then your God is not the God of the Bible. He doesn't change because of your your lack of biblical knowledge and your emotional uh, speaking out mm-hmm. against what he said. That's what yeah. people don't realize. Right. Well, my God would do it. They think they're defending God, and re- in reality, they're defying God. They're defying him because God says in Malachi 3, 6, I am the Lord, and I do not change. change. But we want to change him. Mm-hmm. We want to change him to fit our life so that our lifestyle uh, is what we want rather than us changing to fit God and the lifestyle he desires for us. See, when a person has a spirit of repentance, they don't put their emotions and their feelings and their opinions ahead of God's word. Right. When we're broken and we're repented, we we begin with God's word and we work our way out. And we're not offended by God's right. word. We're, we're really, God's word identifies our, our problems. Right. And, and then, then we strive to fix those problems. Yeah, and then, and then Jesus right. is there. That's why he came to fix the problem. Right. right. And and thankfully, God is merciful, uh, and he didn't leave us in that pitiful, horrible condition of being a wretched man condemned and, and uh, going to spend well, eternity see, in Those hell. are the exact words that Paul used about himself. Now, he was very religious. He was very yep. intelligent. Mm-hmm. He was very disciplined. He was very respected in yes. the Jewish religion, yeah. and yet it, it was mixed with arrogance. It was mixed with uh, with pride. And, and Well, he with, even said he was a zealot for God. It was just the wrong God. <laughs> yeah, a little G. Yeah. But when he spoke of himself in the right. light of his own depression, Gravity said, oh, wretched man that I am, who will deliver me from the body of this death? And of course, it's Jesus. Yeah, and he, even, he says it. Listen, Jesus Christ died on the cross to pay for our sins, right? Uh, Romans 6.23 says, for the wages of sin is death, but the gift of God is eternal life in Christ Jesus our Lord. And that death that he is talking about is eternal separation from God where the worm does not die, where there's fire is not quenched. The fire is not quenched. And it literally says that we will be in agony and we will yell out and writhe in pain for all of eternity. And those were the words of Jesus. Yeah. And he, some of those he quoted from the Old Testament. Mm-hmm. And so I guess Jesus wasn't very popular either bringing up this topic. They didn't want to hear it then. They don't want to hear it now. Yeah, they really don't. And and guys, I'm just going to tell you, when Paul says in Ephesians 2, 3, that we were by nature children of wrath, right? Um, you have the opportunity to change that. But only you as an individual. Nobody can do it for you. Nobody could do it for us. Uh, the opportunity is presented, and then we have to decide whether we want to take advantage of the opportunity or whether we want to live in denial and deny yeah. it. God has already done his part. He did a wonderful creation, blows our minds. He created you in his image, breathed into your nostrils breath of life. You became a living soul. He sent his son, uh, born of a virgin, born among men, to be the Lamb of God, to pay for your sins. Then he took 
and recorded it in the Holy Scriptures, then throughout history sent that gospel message uh, across the oceans and through the the centuries, and he brought that gospel message to you and I. That is the work of God. Now it's our part. He illuminates us. He lets us see. We need a Savior. Why? Because we were by nature children children of wrath. wrath. You know, Paul talks about this in Ephesians 2, 1 through 3, where he is recounting the desperate state that we were in prior to salvation. Mm -hmm. And he says, and you he made alive who were dead in trespasses and sins in which you once walked according to the course of this world, according to the prince of the power of the air, the spirit who now works in the sons of disobedience. It's kind of specific, doesn't it? He does. Yeah. And there's no way out of it. Like you can't even, you can deny it, but it doesn't change the, the facts. I think our listenership's already got a lot of this settled. We, we I think, know we needed a savior. Right. We know we were by nature the children of wrath. And that's Paul's point is yeah. you once were, but if you have surrendered to Christ, you no longer are. Jamie Regal, which uh, I know you Good and him friend are friends. Yeah, yeah. He said uh, he had this statement. And again, uh, really bad English but great theology. If you are what you were, then you ain't. And I had, I, I make that statement in my church. Right. And I had a a guy who got saved and he came up to me and he says, I am. And I said, you are what? And he said, uh, I'm no longer what I was. So I am. (laughs) (laughs) Amen. But But here's the coolest thing, right? Uh, so anyway, the guy's name is Daryl, man. I love him to death. Uh, I love him too. Yeah, you know who I'm talking about. And he has, in the last year, gotten right with God. His daughter's gotten saved. Like all this, like they've settled it all in their heart. Big old now. family revival. Oh my goodness, dude. I love And he's I, so real. I love he's that so family. Real. I love that family because the whole family is just real, right? But the reality of this is, I am. You are what? I'm no longer what I was, so I am. That was his response, and I thought, that is awesome. The dude connected the dots. He connected the dots. And when you when you understand your depravity, yeah. when you understand yeah. what that means, yeah. and you're at the cross, you're in awe. You, you don't just look at Jesus and throw right. his name around. This right. is my Savior. Yeah. This is my Redeemer. Yeah. I was heading for hell. I deserved it. I was under God's wrath, and he saved so me. So what's really interesting is Lauren, Daryl's daughter, um, she had that revelation from the Holy Spirit where I kept talking about salvation, salvation and condemnation and are you saved and do you have a testimony and so on and so forth. And then one day, as a matter of fact, it was August, uh, October 13th of last year. And she said, and, and the only reason it sticks in my brain is because um, she's not the same person. So she is right. She's not what she was. So she is. And, and anyway, she was sharing with, with me how she, after we, we had this uh, discipleship class and then afterwards she had to get ready for work. So she jumps in the shower and, and God convicted her and to where literally she fell to her knees and repented and surrendered her life to Jesus Christ in the shower, in the shower, (laughs) right. And weeping and in tears. And she realized, and then afterwards we talked and she said, you know, um, I thought, I thought I was a good person and I thought I knew God, 
But when I surrendered to him, I realized I was a child of wrath. Now, she didn't use that terminology, child of wrath, but she realized she I was condemned. She was condemned. And yet the minute she surrendered, all condemnation Correction. went away. The moment. The moment. <laughs> right, the twinkling of an eye. Yes, yes. Okay, point. 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 Yes, I give you, you a point. Thank you, Johnny. But think about that, right? Didn't take 60 seconds, dude. <laughs> <laughs> Just, you know, Mr. Precise and Precision and... You're flying by the seat of your time pants. There. You're right. Correct. You stand correct. You're right. I do. I do. That is so funny. The but, moment. But, but, you know, here we are, you know, preaching an un, unpopular message right. in a day when everything's watered down. Right. And yet we, we can't change the message to, right. to fit people. And we stand and, and some people are offended and yet people listen. Mm. And then the Holy Spirit illuminated her heart. She saw it in her daddy. She saw yes. it in the preacher. And she was just combobulated it and not quite getting it and then he touched her and the lights came on I, that that's a theological thing we call illumination yeah and they can see it they connect the dots and it's overwhelming mm. it's joyful it it really is listen one of the things that i find interesting is um in paul's culture right referring to someone as a child of uh, something in a metaphorical sense meant that that yeah. particular person thor- it's a phrase that's used different and it, places yeah. and it thoroughly characterized the person right so the thing a person was the child of defined him and his destiny in Paul's culture. So that's why when we read it, Paul says you're a child of, you're children of light, you're children of darkness, so on and so forth. And when we talk about unbelievers being children of wrath, one of the passages that stands um, out to me, right, is in John, the Gospel of John, and that he has this huge debate with the lawyers and the Pharisees, and you know, like this, the self righteous, yeah, all those smart people over there <laughs> that try to put Jesus down. They don't like him. They don't like they can't him. Put, can't get him in their box. Yes, and so he he's talking about. Um, Jesus, or he's talking about how he's the son of God and how his God, his father is the God of, of creation and so on and so forth. And Jesus answers them and he's, he says, listen, whoever believes in me, I will make free. Right. And they're like, how can we be free? We're not enslaved to anyone, <laughs> which is ridiculous because they're enslaved. But he says, Jesus answered them. And this is John eight thirty four, which I didn't have in my notes, but I thought, man, this is the uh, we can't even have this You're allowed discussion. to bring into extra verses into your own podcast. That's right. <laughs> yes, I'm not going to rebuke you for that. So Jesus answered them, Most assuredly, I say to you, whoever commits sin is a slave of sin, and slave does not abide in the house forever, but a son abides forever. Therefore, if the son, Jesus, he's referencing himself, makes you free, you shall be free indeed. I know that you are Abraham's descendants because they said, how dare you call us enslaved? We are Abraham's children. We're not, and referencing like you're saying we don't have a father. All that is is a, all that is is a bloodline. It's no illumination. It's no spirituality. It just they're they're arrogant about their bloodline. It's like yes. yeah, but you need to be saved. You need to be saved. It doesn't matter where you're yeah. coming. It doesn't matter that you're children of Abraham because remember you're still children of wrath. You're still children of wrath first. And he says here, I know that you are Abraham's descendants. I notice how he doesn't call them children. Mm-hmm. Oh, that's 
you, think you get a point for that, John. But that's, you, <laughs> that's good, right? But you seek to kill me because my word has no place in you. There's another way that you know that you are children of wrath because the word of God offends you. Verse 38, I speak what I have seen with my father, not our father, Mm -hmm. my father. So once again, because they don't fit into the camp of saved, Jesus does not make them inclusive. But if you notice his prayer with the disciples, it's our father. Oh, wow. That's good insight, John. Think about that, right? I come to teach the Bible. I'm learning the Bible today. Uh, This is so sweet. And I've completely abandoned my notes, but that's okay. Watch this. Verse 39, they answered and said to him, Abraham is our father. And Jesus said to them, if you were Abraham's children, that is the classification of your child of, of who you are and your destiny. If you were Abraham's children, you would do the works of Abraham or what Abraham does. But now you seek to kill me, a man who has told you the truth, which I heard from God. Abraham did not do this. You do the deeds of your father, lowercase f. The devil. Who is the devil, right? Then they really get twisted up like a pretzel, man. They're not enjoying Jesus. <laughs> They don't like him. <laughs> uh-uh. And they get irate, and they said... But they say they love God. Yeah. Nothing's really changed. Has Nothing it? has changed, uh, dude. Names, places, faces, and sometimes the weather. That's all that changes. Uh, says, we were not born of fornication. In other words, we're not bastard children. Mm-hmm. That's what they're saying, right? We have a daddy. And it says, we have one father, God. Jesus said to them, if God were your father, you would love me for I proceeded forth and came from God, nor have I come of myself, but he sent me. Verse 43, why do you not understand my speech? Because you are not able to listen to my word. Verse 44, you are of your father, the devil. So Jesus was really beating around the bush there, right? Yeah. yeah. Took him a moment to build up, right? He was like, bam, here you go. Politically correctness, not. And he says, you are of your father, the devil. But you this are- is exactly what they needed to hear because they were deceived, yep. and he's trying to straighten them out. You are children he's, of wrath. Yeah, he's not He's not trying to mess with them and, and win an argument. He's trying to reveal to them, you're in darkness, and you're, you're standing in front of the Son of God, mm-hmm. and you're missing it because your religion has blinded you. Yes, and then he goes on. He says, you are of your father, the devil, and the desires of your father you want to do. Then he tells them what the desires are. It wasn't even like he put it out there like you figured out. No, no, no. He, he, was, he was a murderer from the beginning and does not stand in truth because he's a liar because there's no truth in him, right? When he speaks a lie, he speaks from his own resources for he is a liar and the father of it. Verse 45 but because I tell you the truth, you do not believe me because you're doing what your father did. You want to murder me and you're a liar and you speak from your own resources and you won't believe truth when I tell you truth because you're children of wrath. And two years later, when it's time for him to go to the cross, these same crowd gathers. And what do they do? Same. They falsely accuse him. <laughs> they lie and they condemn him unto death. They fulfill. They fulfill what he said. What their father, what their father does. Yeah. yeah. 
dude, right? So then he goes, which of you convicts me of sin? And if I tell the truth, why do you not believe me? If we, Duke and I, tell you the truth of what Jesus said, because I'm reading Jesus' word, uh, which, of one, which one of you do not believe me? And then you're going to find out. It's just a matter of time. And you might find out before the day ends, you might find out in 10, 20 years. We're not promised tomorrow. Your life is but a vapor. You're here for a little while, and then you're gone. And the moment you take your last breath, you will know. You will know who your real father is. Yeah. All I, all, each of us have our own experience. Mm-hmm. I remember experiencing these hard words of Jesus, mm-hmm. but they weren't all that hard to me because I just said, guilty. <laughs> guilty of all charges. Yep. And yep. Uh, I, I'm sorry. When you have the spirit of repentance, you don't get in arguments with Jesus. When you have a spirit of repentance, you don't try to throw out verses that you don't like. Right. right you right. know, you're just like, right. yeah, guilty. And then Jesus forgives us of all of our stuff, all of our sins, cast them as far as he says from the West. And we're no longer children of wrath. And we're no longer children of wrath. And then instead of being angry at what Jesus said, we're so thankful right. that we're saved. Right. Here's a really cool part of this passage. In verse 47 is your litmus test, guys. He who is of God hears God's words. Mm-hmm. And then he tells them, therefore, you do not hear because you are not of God. The person who is of God hears what we just said because it's of it's God's word, it's from Jesus, and you believe it to be true. But because you can't believe it's true, it's because God is not your father, you're still a child of wrath, meaning Satan is your father. You just made biblical application of the text. That was exactly what it is. Yeah. Now, have you ever seen the movie Sandlot? 75 times. I love that movie, right? This is we are that movie, Johnny. <laughs> this <laughs> this uh, verse forty eight is a demonstration of the Sandlot when um, I can't remember the chunky boy's name, the the one with all the freckles, yeah, and and he me. tonight he, at two a.m. I'll remember it. Yeah, yeah, and then he gets in the argument with the rich kid, and they're arguing back and forth how they can't play. Uh, um, how one's better than the other. And so then he says, um, uh, they're talking about just stupid stuff, right? And then finally the, the chunky kid looks at him and he goes, um, uh, you throw a, you play ball like a girl. <laughs> the ultimate insult. The ultimate insult. <laughs> the, this, <laughs> this is what the Jews just did to Jesus. Yeah. You play ball like a girl. <laughs> In 48, it says, then the Jews answered and said to him, do we not say rightly that you are a Samaritan and have a demon? (laughs) They got a one up him. (laughs) Sandlot. You play ball like a girl. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) That's the best illustration I've heard in a long time, John. That's what they just did in 48. They're yeah. like, uh, we don't, what, what, what? What's the nastiest thing we can say to Jesus? <laughs> You're a Samaritan. <laughs> and you have a demon. You're possessed. It's, <laughs> and it's like, dude, just listen to him. He's tra- he's, he came to rescue you. He wants to give you eternal oh, life. Man. And you got this religious thing going on where you're pride and arrogant. Uh, you won't let go of your pride and you argue with God. And we hear people doing that today. Right. I hear people just trying to talk, you know, pretend there is no hell and condemn those of us who preach what the Bible really does say. And uh, so that those guys are still here today. Yeah. 
And Jesus answered their sandlot insult (laughs) when he says in verse 49, Jesus answered, I do not have a demon, but I honor my father and you dishonor me. And I do not seek my own glory. There is one who seeks and judges. Most assuredly, now listen to this, most assuredly, which means truly, truly, most assuredly, I say to you, if anyone keeps my word, he shall never see death. There you go. You'll no longer be a wrath. Yeah. Of the, I guess the people already had it all figured out. They just didn't need Jesus, huh? But I didn't have it all figured out. I needed a savior. And he told me I'm a sinner. I agreed mm-hmm. and that I was a child of wrath and I practiced it. And, and then uh, he, had a, he went to the cross to fix it for me. He Romans 10, me. 9, and 10 gives us the, the clearest answer, dude. That if thou shalt confess with thy mouth the Lord Jesus and believe in your heart that God hath raised him from the dead, thou shalt be, be saved. saved. For with the heart... That's the key. It's got to be the heart. He always talks about the heart. Yeah, because the heart is who we are at our core. Yeah. With the heart, we believe unto righteousness. When we believe that righteousness of Jesus is imputed to our account and our sins are transferred to his account and he suffered the wrath of God for our sins. Those sins were paid for by his suffering, his separation from the Father who will not allow his Holy One, Jesus, to see corruption, neither leave his soul in hell. And Jesus paid for my sins was and it? paid for all of humanity yeah and but it's personal for us and when you get it when it's personal mm-hmm. you just start loving jesus and here's the difference because you know the heart is who we truly are and what we truly believe right the mind is what if we're not careful we can convince ourselves that we're something we're not, and we can convince other people of something we're not. Like, I mean, we can we can manipulate, we can be a hypocrite, we can well, there's a lot of verses. He deceive that, ourselves. Uh, he that saith, uh, well, I'm, I'm losing that verse now. I'm something when I'm nothing. He's right. a liar. And right. he exalted himself shall right. be abased. He that uh, uh, abaseth himself, he that humbles himself will be exalted. The, yes. And, and so right. it's just that God has spoken. Uh, we're sinners and we'll re- receive God's wrath righteously. But mercy kicks in, sends a savior, and they stop mm-hmm. because they don't want to listen to Jesus. Because here's the thing repentance, guys, repentance doesn't mean you believe. Repentance demonstrates you believe repentance says i will no longer walk in the way of the world but i will walk in the way of righteousness god's righteousness and when we talk about the heart for with the heart one believes we're talking romans uh 10 10 for with the heart one believes under righteousness and the mouth uh confession is made under salvation for with the heart one believes under righteousness let me help you get an understanding of this and I, i use this illustration all the time um Say you have your own dog, your own puppy. Well, if you look at, say you see me and I have a puppy and you look at it and you're like, oh, what a cute puppy. That's a nice puppy, blah, blah, blah. And then you go on about your business. Why? Because it's not yours. It's not personal. You're not attached to it. Why? It's not yours. But you have your own puppy. Oh, now you love this puppy and you take care of this puppy and this puppy is very personal to you. Why? Because you are invested with the core of who you are. 
Whereas with my puppy, you're just invested in the mind of what you saw. That's what it is to believe unto Jesus. It's personal. It's yours. You own it. Mm. And it's, there's emotion with it, but it isn't just emotion. Yeah. I, I just love to stop at this point because I mean, this is, this is that point of contact. This is the point of deliverance. This is the point where, you know, I, I, I think, I mean, God knows who will and who won't be saved, but I, I don't know if I'm, if, if this is really clear in scripture, but I always like to think that moment, I believe June 18th, 1972, I was convicted of my sin. I admitted my sin. I listened when Jesus told me I'm condemned. I was sorry about that. I was having emotion and based upon believing that he did die on the cross for my sins, I'm convicted. I do believe. And because I do believe, I repent. Mm -hmm. I turn to him in contrition, say, I'm sorry. And I was, it wasn't just words. I was right. sorrowful. Well, because your life showed it. You demonstrated it. Yeah. I was for sorry. For the last 50 years. I'm sorry that right. I sinned right. because I realized my sin put him on the cross. Mm -hmm. I know everybody else's did too, but I, it's personal to me. Mm -hmm. I, I killed you, Jesus. I'm yep. sorry, mm -hmm. but you're willing to die for me so I could live. Yeah. And if you're going to die for me, I'm going to live for you. And it's here we go. Sense. Verse 11 says, for, uh, for the scriptures say, whoever believes in him will not be put to shame. Literally, it could read, for whoever believes in Jesus is no longer a child of wrath or will experience the wrath of God. Amen. Amen. The inverse, is it's just the truth this way or that way. That's it. And there's no, there's no escaping this truth because it is what it is. And you either believe or you won't believe. And because of God's gift, we're no longer children of wrath, but we're children of God. Now we've been adopted. And that's a key thing, guys, that you have to get. You have been, if you have surrendered your life to Jesus Christ and there is a change because you no longer are what you were, right? Now there's, you're, you're adopted you're a fan, you're in the family, you're a child of God. And now he doesn't look at you as an enemy, but he looks at you as one of his children and he loves you and disciplines you as a child, not destroys you as an enemy. And once we're adopted into the family, we're given eternal life with him. How about this? Galatians 3, 26 through 29. For you are all sons of God through faith in Christ Jesus. For as many of you as were baptized into Christ have put on Christ. There is neither Jew nor Greek. There is neither slave nor free. There is neither male nor female. For you are all one in Christ Jesus. Now, that being said, uh, oh, and then it goes on in 29. If you are Christ, then you are Abraham's seed and heirs according to the promise. That being said, when it says that there's neither male nor female, what he's saying is, there's no preference. All are equal in the eyes of God. It doesn't mean that there aren't really males and females. Yeah. <laughs> just, just for clarity, well, yeah. which is crazy. Yeah, in today's world, you got to bring that point up. Crazy in today's world, we got to say it's not a gender crisis issue yeah. going on there. <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> that was a, that was a, there's a point. There's okay. a point. Wait, we're just getting rich with point. You know, John, Martin Luther called this <laughs> the Great Exchange. Yeah. It, oh when, yeah. When you, you understand right. this weight of sin that has separated me from God, make it personal. It has condemned me. I am by nature, a child of wrath. I got it coming. Yep. I'm under his wrath in the moment. And then he lightens us. He, he illuminates us to take the, the fact of the, of the cross, the shed blood, the death, burial, resurrection of Christ to satisfy the wrath. That payment, you got to satisfy I, it. 
forgave him my sins and he gave me his righteousness. I'm sanctified. I'm set apart. And the things of earth grow strangely Strangely dim. dim. And you could be out making three times, five times more money doing something else. Like, I don't care about the money. But it'll never. I could could live in a bigger house. I, I I don't care about a bigger house. I could have this, that, or the other. The world offers like, no. But you know what? (laughs) <laughs> your farmer friend i just lost his name daryl yeah he, he's one of those guys you got to show him man you got to live it he was watching you man <laughs> he was watching and he saw jesus yeah and then and jesus changed him and he's a beautiful soul and his children were watching him and and she saw jesus and then god takes all these truths that you're preaching and we're living and we're trying to explain it to people but really i don't know even jesus couldn't explain it to these guys right. they weren't getting it right but you know if their heart were to soften and she got it and that's why we live yeah and also guys let me let me explain children of wrath children of wrath literally means that you are in the group that deserves the punishment that god's going to pour out that's children of wrath you it is crystal clear in scripture right this isn't like what do you mean by that you know yeah First John 3, 1 through 3 says, Behold, behold, let me get your attention, what manner of love the Father has bestowed on us that we should be called children of God. Remember, we're adopted in now if you believe in Jesus Christ. Therefore, the world, there's two, listen, two camps, children of wrath or the world and Christians or those adopted into the family of God. Therefore, the world does not know us because it did not know Jesus it's simple, right? Beloved, the Christian, now we are children of God, and it has not yet been revealed what we shall be, but we know that when he, Jesus, is revealed, we shall be like him, for we shall see him as he is, and everyone who has this hope in him or hope in Jesus purifies himself just as he is pure. Just as Jesus is pure, I, I'm redeemed, I'm brought back, I'm forgiven, I'm not what I was, but I'm still, you know, Paul said, I count my not, I count not myself to have apprehended, neither were already perfect, but this one thing I do, I press toward the mark for the prize, the high calling of God in Christ Jesus. Like, right. okay, I've been changed, but I want to be changed more. I want to be less like me and more like Jesus. And that's what Christianity is all about. It's not a list of do's and don'ts. No. It's a wonderful person who lives inside of us who it's, is holy. It's not do's and don'ts. Don'ts, it's wants and desires. Oh, Oh, Johnny, you're on a roll. <laughs> That's my friend John over. Loves Jesus, believes the Bible, wants everybody to go to heaven. Yeah, check this out, man. God's grace, which is what you were just talking about. God's grace, we find in 1 Thessalonians 5, 9. For God did not appoint us to wrath. This, is a, this wasn't God's desire or his plan for his plan humanity. to deliver us from it. His plan was that we would be in the Garden of Eden forever and ever. Mm-hmm. That was his original, but man didn't like God's plan, so we created our own. It says, For God did not appoint us to wrath, but to obtain salvation through our Lord Jesus Christ, who died for us, that whether we wake or sleep, we should live together with him. Therefore, comfort each other and edify one another, just as you also are doing. And so God's grace is he didn't appoint us to wrath. He wants us saved through salvation, through Jesus Christ. And then Paul 
in Ephesians, he marvels at the magnitude of what God has done for us who were former children of wrath, who were former children of Satan, who were in the camp that Satan's in that's going to be destroyed by God. That's... He came on a rescue mission. He did. And what we find in Ephesians 2, 4 through 7 says this, But God, who is rich in mercy because of his great love with which he loved us, even when we were dead, dead in our trespasses and dead in our sin, made us alive together with Jesus Christ. By grace you have been saved, God's grace, not your works, and raised us up together and made us sit together in the heavenly places in Christ Jesus. Verse 7 says that in the ages to come, he might show the exceeding riches of his grace and his kindness toward us in Christ Jesus, and that in the ages to come, in the time when it's all revealed. Here's how I paraphrase that. You ain't seen nothing yet. (laughs) That's right. You think that's good, and it is. It is so good. Uh, God said, yeah, it's just a down payment, man. I got some plans for eternity. You're going to love it. Yeah. Guys, let me ask you this question. Do you know Jesus Christ as your Lord and Savior? Because I'm going to tell you this. There's no reason for you to stay in that desperate place and be to remain a child of wrath. Ephesians 2.1 says, And you he made alive who were dead in trespasses and sins. You have the opportunity to receive Christ as your Savior and be delivered from the wrath. And in Ephesians 2.4-10, through 10, the blessings are waiting for you that where God has raised us up together to be with him for all eternity, but only, only if you believe unto Jesus with all of your heart as your Lord and Savior. God invites you to come in. It's a free gift. Makes you want to get saved all over again, don't it? It does. And it's God's grace through faith in him that we get to heaven. Guys, I hope this has helped you. And if it has, please like, share, subscribe, and follow. And until next time, God bless. God bless.